Good morning, fish keepers. Cam here from the fishroom.co.nz. We've done it. We've made Friday. Do coffee. Good times. I've got to click some buttons in the right position so I know what's going on. That is a good coffee. All right. So today we are joined by a guest. So I won't muck around too much longer. Uh, we'll bring on Remy. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it's very much appreciated. I know you're a busy human being, so it's great to have you on board with us today. Thank you. It's great to um, be with you as well. Cool. So you were asked uh, by by some of the viewers to get you on, um, which I think was kind of cool. So a couple of hmm. people that were really interested in, in what you were doing and a couple of people that were really interested in... Um, the work you're doing down in Christchurch. So, yeah, that's what we got with that. Yeah, great. Cool. <laughs> Where should we start then? Cool. Uh, so my first question I've got for you is, uh, how did you get into aquariums? Oh, you know, that's, that's a long, long story, you know, dating back to probably mid-90s, I would say, and uh, uh, where I always had some, you know, aquariums, in those days back in back in Poland and uh, uh, yeah so I can remember well those times where all this let's say high tech or aquascaping kind of started there yeah. Uh, and yeah there it's all coming from and then I had a quite a long break from from it all uh, you know did a bit of traveling around and ended up in New Zealand um so it's quite difficult to have to have an aquarium with you if you are moving quite often very uh, much so yeah, yeah. Cool. and now now i'm here <laughs> uh, just Back before we go it. a little bit anyway, any further um john's not with us today he's got some family stuff going on so uh he normally helps all the chat and stuff like that so it's me this mm. today so if i reply a little bit slower i am sorry it's normally him doing it um equally if you've uh, got any questions for Remy, please fire away we can add them to our list of of questions to to go up with that as well so yeah uh, uh next question is so how long have you been interested in aquascaping as opposed to general keeping aquariums yeah so that 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 was yeah quite interesting because uh uh, like I said, I always had some aquariums and they were always, you know, in, in our house when I was a child, let's say. Um, so I kind of grew with them a little bit and they were obviously just, you know, aquariums, standard aquariums, I would say. Um, and then kind of as soon as, as, uh, I, I, as I started to find some, you know, new products, coming into the shops and some, you know, all this movement, let's say, was showing up in um, in Europe. I was, you know, just kind of straight into it, let's say. Mm. Um, of course, you know, it, at these days it was, you know, quite difficult to get. Expensive product seems, you know, crazy expensive at those those days. Um, so it was, wasn't you know, jumping straight into some, you know, um, 
fully high tech stuff and having you know everything you know which i would like to have from a day one it was a long mm. long process but uh, um but that's where i can kind of see a bit of a similarity to to a current situation in new zealand yeah i'd say so when you're over in europe were you heavily in the aquascaping scene or just sort of playing around if that makes sense oh you know i i can't say that 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 i was any kind of a star there or anything like that yeah, but yeah. maybe a bit more than than an average user let's say yeah um yeah something like that yeah cool. i don't know how this will work in um so what do you see the the differences currently between um like the europe scene and the new zealand scene you know that's 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 the thing that uh, i think it's a it's a it's a very interesting time here now because uh, uh, because yeah it is all kind of starting and growing really uh, really l rapidly and uh, but because so it is quite of late to comparing to the probably the mm. rest of the world for you know mm. obvious reasons and uh, and many reasons but uh, uh, but because it is so late uh, now we have all this you know kind of new technology let's say and all this knowledge and access to uh, to all this knowledge through all the you know social media and youtube or you know all the other stuff which were absolutely not there you know those let's say 20 years ago you know in in central or eastern europe like you you would get a one or two book or 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 like a, a album with some photographs from takashi amano or oliver not or you know few other guys and that was it and then you were just doing what you were doing and you could you know talk with if we are mates in the the, the shop or uh, um or you know there were then some early um chats on on very early internet and uh, it was all very you know, like in the old days so it was very it, it it was taking much much longer time to to actually get knowledge and uh, and make some progress in in um in how you do things because yeah you couldn't just you know type your whatever you are dealing with on youtube and just have a hundred videos saying well mm. what should you do mm. not saying that, that they are all right because you know a lot of a lot of this knowledge it's it's rubbish unfortunately but that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, love it or hate it, the internet has been a significant game changer for for lots of things. But I, particularly, I think aquarium keeping and aquascaping has been a massive game changer for for everybody to see what's available, what's around, what people can do, how people's imaginations work, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it's, it's been a huge a huge shift in in aquariums for sure. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so what's your favorite type of aquascape maybe a bit of a loaded question but oh yeah so you know it's uh i would say that mm, 
the aquascape itself as a as a term uh, i think i it should be treated much wider than than some people think of it mm. uh, so for me uh, the term aquascaping it's not only you know making some you know high-tech planted aquariums with you know nano fish and uh, and and then taking some good quality photos of it uh, i think aquascaping in general it's uh, in some kind of a um, let's say movement to uh, to make the, the aquarium be a decoration or look good be a piece of art even maybe mm. uh, so you you can do you can aquascape a, a beta tank you can aquascape a, i don't know african cichlid tank or malawi lake malawi tank or you know any other tank can be either you can either throw some things into it and and there it is or you can try to put some some art into it let's say and and make it look good make it look like a yeah like a picture on the wall mm -hmm. uh, and that's 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 the aquascaping mm. and then all yeah sorry far away keep going and then then obviously on top of that uh you have uh um you have all the different uh, uh you know styles of 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 a planted aquariums um so you would have let's say a dutch style and you know different types of japanese styles uh and again then kbi the aquascape nicely or or not or badly and mm. so that's how i see it mm. Um, I, I'm kind of glad you brought up that it's not just specifically a really basically a manicured uh, planted aquarium with lots no. of nanofish because I think everyone's definition of aquascaping is different and um, sort of for me as long as someone's putting in an, an effort to sort of decorate their tank per se hmm. that's, that's an aquascape in a sense if that makes sense hmm. to you yeah yeah and uh so another side of it or part of it is that, uh, that the main goal um, of the aquascaping uh, is one to create that that nice looking artistic looking display hmm. but also is to be to create or recreate the natural environment of you know the, the lake or river or coral reef because i think marine tanks can be aquascaped as well uh, and uh, and the plants are a very important part of this natural habitat so that's why mm. it's uh, it's difficult to uh, apart from some very specific biotopes where there are no plants or very little plants yeah. uh, the plants are very important part of it uh, and again then you can have different styles you can you can make something like you know if a gumi behind me where you kind of you know trim your 
carpet, let's say, uh, to achieve some, you know, nice perspective. And uh, mm, but then again, you let it grow in in some natural way, or you have those really like a let's say a jungle style scapes where where you just kind of want to let it go a little bit and go itself and mm -hmm. plants to be here and there and you know where they want to grow and then you have a, a, a dutch style where you have those very certain rules about each plant being the separate chunk and then you know they have to yeah there are very specific rules about that how that should be arranged and again you know you can either make it in a uh, using some, you know, basic rules of perspective and focal points and all this kind of stuff to 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 get that kind of a wow effect and uh, you know, or mm. or you cannot, or you or yeah, you cannot, and then then it just you know another another tank basically. Yeah, or fish tank. I have to say that the the Dutch style aquarium planted aquarium is is the one that appeals to me the most. Mm. No chance that I'll ever be able to complete one. I, I do not have any near the amount of artistic skills or time requirements for that. But mm. they are a very, very beautiful aquarium setup, and it's one that I, I really do like that mm. particular style. Mm. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think it's it, as a general rule, uh, uh, probably like with with anything else. Really, it's just important to start. Like you. you you know i'm not a master in any way in all this and uh, uh but well and most of my tanks are kind of uh, uh evolving so it's very very rare that i start with some you know one idea and it mm -hmm. and after a year time or half a year that tanks look exactly how i wanted it for the start it's usually it's you know in yeah in a time it just evolves in yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, so yeah if you want to try do the dutch tank i would like i would just suggest you to 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 try and then just you will see it how go. it goes yeah, yeah and, and then yeah because you know you might it, you might find out it's actually it's coming pretty well because you are doing something right and you know some tanks it's i, I found that it's quite difficult uh, uh it's sometimes very difficult to have only one tank because then you are kind of over focusing on it and you are just putting your hands there too often and uh, yeah sometimes it's just better to leave it a bit yeah so is that how uh multiple tank syndrome kicked off people focusing too much on one and a little bit further as opposed to i want to keep these fish and these plants together hmm. never really considered that way one you know, particularly aquascapes have lots of different plants, uh, tanks going at the same time for, for less focus, as it were. Hmm. Yeah, you know, you still need to think about your, or, you know, the all these routines with the maintenance and stuff. I'm not saying to neglect neglect it, but, uh, hmm. but yeah, sometimes. Focal uh, points. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Yeah. let it be a bit as well. Yeah. We've had a, a couple of questions and comments, um, so we'll just jump up to this one. Um, I, I totally agree. Uh, knowledge is so much easier to access these days, and there's no excuse for doing things like we did decades ago. And, and I think uh, positively that the hobby is is um, evolving because of which, um, yeah, 
Yes, it becomes. It, it, it be, uh, I'm actually surprised how uh, how much media is happening about about generally fish keeping and and aquariums. Uh, yeah. Hmm. When I when I started uh, on when we started to think kind of seriously, uh, probably yeah on the beginning of last year um about you know starting that uh, that business um we were actually surprised how much yeah stuff was happening and how many you know channels on youtube and groups on facebook and everything was there yeah and andre again has said trick question what is not aquascaping uh <laughs> yeah. yeah this is a tricky one uh mm. you know that that's the thing i i i can't really say what is what is not uh mm. i think that oh, I, I would put it another way there is a very very uh, important thought uh about aquascaping or you know setting up the tanks uh, and this will be that dates back probably to some you know Takashi Amano books which I read you know 20 years ago but not, maybe not even him I, I can't can't remember but I heard this several times recently in some said by some famous famous guys is that uh, uh, that that the thing you want to achieve is that uh, when someone comes to see your tank, let's say, or just pass by and uh, and will look at it, uh, he needs to understand uh, and see what your idea was. Uh, yep. You know, so like, yeah. let's say, let's say you have, you know, uh, your main point in some particular, you know, red plant growing there, or maybe some kind of like a sandy path which goes mm -hmm. uh, somewhere, or some particular shape or color of rock. So if if someone comes and see, oh, that lake looks like you know that valley which I saw in the mountains, or that looks like that big red tree which grows somewhere in the park, or something like that. If, if, if people can catch uh, by just looking on the tank, can catch what your what you wanted to replicate or what you wanted to show or what your focal point was or what your key you know idea was, that means that you did a good job and that's that's yeah. the aquascaping. That uh, is a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, while we're on the topic of what is not an aquascape or what is uh where do you sit with people using ornaments in their aquascapes? <laughs> i know it's a really hot topic and there's a lot of people on one side of the fence or the other where, where do you sit and what do you think about ornaments and, and fake things yeah so uh, uh with um uh, if you want to set up a tank uh, for your children, you know, to, to start enjoying, you know, having a tank in your house, 
and uh, and and you take them to the to the fish shop and you kind of let them run around and choose what they want to have in the tank and and they they spot some you know like a ship wrack or something like that or you know like a, a treasure chest and they just hardly want that just get it and put it there and put some you know few nice fish and let them enjoy it and and that's it um that's great that's you know that's a great point to to start uh yeah i can't see a problem with that i wouldn't probably call that that this is you know aquascaping but again if you if you do if you do some you know if if you put that 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 wreck ship there and and it's you know covered with some nice plants and uh, and it really looks like a you know like a caribbean wreck ship you know that <laughs> yeah. why not yeah. Uh, yeah i'm probably not a fan of uh, putting a fake materials in aquarium like fake you know, plastic plants or plastic mm -hmm. wood or plastic backgrounds or anything like that. Uh, because, yeah, that's not what this hobby is about. Yeah, uh, cool. For, uh, uh, I can understand that, that still in New Zealand, the access to, especially to the hardscaping materials is limited. Mm, I'm hoping that this will change quite a bit soon. Cool. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I can understand that, that 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 some people might struggle to get what what they want. And if you go to the average shop, there won't be a much choice of you know rocks or driftwood or roots and stuff like mm. that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we're doing our best to to. To make some changes around that that area uh, and again like let's say if you if you uh if you are creating let's say um lake malawi tank and and you need some uh uh you know rocky rocky stony kind of background realistically it is quite hard to to make it from a real rock like that. That's you know quite a big job because probably you have to kind of cut some rocks, create some you know flat side to them to to then arrange it vertically and mm. glue them, and it weighs quite a lot. And so you know if if someone buys a nice looking you know background, you know that's. That's probably what you what you have to compromise with, and 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 if if then the, the aquarium looks great and you achieve crystal clear water and uh, and you have a nice looking happy fish there and and you do some additional uh, you know rock arrangements which looks nice and you create some kind of like a flow in the tank and everything else. Yeah, I can't see saying, well, that's bad time because it has a plastic background there, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always worked on the theory of if it's in your house and you're enjoying it and you're proud of it, then that's all that really matters when it when it comes to it. And, if, you know... Yeah, that's a bit... Of, that, 
that's a bit yeah. like drinking like drinking whiskey yeah? there are some people <laughs> who are saying oh it's only you know on the rocks and everything else it's yeah. and only single malt and everything else yeah. it's just yeah. rubbish where the other people say and just drink it with whatever you want and however yeah. you like and that's 100%. fine you know yeah but but i think the important thing is that um if especially if we are looking in this uh, uh japanese uh, idea and uh, and japanese way of of doing things uh, is that they they always as as japanese people in general they are always looking for progress and for you know getting better and mm. trying mm. best and you know that's that that constant work of of getting it better and i think that's that's this very kind of important part of it so if you you know so not if you have a tank in your house and yeah i'm enjoying it it's whatever it is and it's fine and it's aquascaping you know it, okay but you know what what you did in the last day week or month or year to try to do it better or maybe you know look nicer or improve it in a way i think that's important part of it as well yeah totally agree uh, i've another question up here uh, cheryl is struggling to aquascape her african tank any recommendation on rocks or layout for them um yeah so again like we uh with with the rocks uh it's exactly what i said the 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 amount of of choice it's it's still quite mm. limited mm. um the one rock which we which we import it's uh uh, the wild rhino stone that's that's a nice kind of a bouldery dark gray rock which uh, would definitely fit to this uh, uh, this biotop um, in general uh, it's you know you you kind of can can find a lot of rocks you know in new zealand you know either you know by the river or in the mountains or even somewhere on the coast uh, it's always this question of you know how good or bad are they to put into the the aquarium and mm. uh, and potentially what can you know leach out from them um, so i'm always uh, let's say i'm always uh, suggesting for people to uh to think what what their hobbies or main hobbies uh i'm myself a lot of like doi person and uh and uh, you know i do a lot of things myself or build a lot of things myself let's say but uh, realistically uh you know you you don't want to overdo it with 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 a you know fish keeping or aquascaping hobby i think because uh, if you uh, if you focus too much about 
kind of doing everything yourself and finding, you know, building a tank yourself and building your light yourself and uh, finding your rocks yourself somewhere, you know, in the wild and then collecting some driftwood yourself. That's all great, but it all will all probably take you so much time that uh, there might be not so much, nothing left to actually put it all together. Mm. So sometimes, sometimes it's better, I think, or not, maybe not better, but I would always suggest to consider uh, maybe going to the specialistic shop, choosing from what they have there, pay the, the, the you know, whatever you have to pay and then focus on on your hobby which will be fish keeping or aquascaping or you know whatever mm. we call it uh because in general you have you know if this is only your hobby then you have a limited time for it and uh and maybe just better you know spend that additional time in at your work, earn some money, and then spend them in a fish shop. <laughs> I find um, hardscape a really interesting topic. Like, I can absolutely love this piece of wood or this piece of rock, and you can think it's hideous. Um, and you, you well, I'm not paying that in the shop. You can go for a walk, and you can find this another rock or another piece of wood, and you think is absolutely amazing, and it's and it's free to collect and pick up. Mm. And it's all in what. The person is trying to create in your aquarium to whether or not it's got value whether it's a free value from collecting it yourself or whether it's uh, purchasing from a shop and like i've been out in the wild and i've collected many pieces of pieces of wood that i've absolutely loved and plenty that i've just picked up for the sake of picking it up and i've taken home mm. on this is horrible yeah just like there's plenty of wood that's come into the shop and i've gone wow this is phenomenal and then mm. these are it's really bland and boring but for me a bland and boring is absolutely amazing to somebody else so i always find yeah hardscape collecting and purchasing the argument there is a really interesting one for me yeah so we we definitely in new zealand we are kind of blessed with all this you know wild nature around us and mm. uh, and there is definitely you know much more to collect here like every one of us doesn't matter which part of new zealand you live have probably a good spot to collect some yeah, hardscape sure. in you know a hundred kilometer or 50 kilometer range if if you live you know i don't know in berlin or warsaw or london uh, you might have 100 k's to to get to a near forest or 50k you know yeah or you know or or a few hundred kilometers to the nearest mountains uh, so it's a bit different it's definitely easier to find stuff in here but mm. again then then uh, you know, let's say there are those, you know, uh, kind of rules, let's say, about uh, about uh, that you always want to have, let's say, all your rocks in the tank being similar, like not similar kind of in terms of shape or or size, but but similar, like from the same material, the same coloring. You don't want to have, you know, five rocks which are this kind of rock and then having one which is all something different even if, if it's beautiful and you like it and you collect it and it's it's just the, this one rock you love it's probably not going to be uh you know looking great in that that whole picture uh, the same with woods yeah you you want mm. to use 
in general, apart from some examples, you want to use one kind of, of wood in your one aquarium. And it is very difficult to collect, uh, you know, five pieces of the same wood. You, you can't do it if, if you, if you, you know, if you have some special place where there's a specific type of, of thing which you can collect. Mm. Yeah, that's, that, that's great. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people would, uh, uh, you know, around the world would, 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 would shop for hardscape in a way that if they hear that, that in one shop, there is a fresh delivery, they would just go there, yeah, yeah. you know, dig through all the, the stuff, choose what they want and buy it. Even if they are not thinking to any particular tank, they are going to use it just to collect mm. the pieces they, what they like. And mm -hmm. people would have a great and great, you know, collections, uh, uh, of it like i talked with 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 adam paschel a few days ago about some uh you know driftwood or or uh, roots and and he said that he probably would have about you know few cubic meters of 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 his collection of driftwood so yeah. you know that's that's a lot of a lot of stuff which he just you know collects and then and then he might you know in some point he might think like oh you know i want to set up that tank but i had that piece of team you know wood which yeah. would be great for it and then yeah. you know away you he go finds it uh just before we go on to our next question tony has said i thank you for bringing in so many great products to new zealand i would have to agree uh from a retailing point of view it's fantastic from a hobbyist point of view it's even more fantastic so uh thank you for what you're doing um that is, is much appreciated by many people that are in the hobby here in new zealand yeah, so you know, it's our. I think our goal is uh, uh, that we we want to to bring uh, in in general that we want to bring the products which are good value for money, and uh, we definitely dedicated for bringing like a proper branded, high quality products which are not some you know experiments or you know some fakes of something else and mm -hmm. and so on and so on we want to bring the true the true stuff but at the same time we are very careful about choosing the brands and uh, uh, to to bring basically like i said the best value for uh, for money basically mm -hmm. Um, so I've got another question on from the comments, which leads into actually one of the questions that I was going to ask later on. Do you have a, a favorite species to work with overall, or maybe one that you go in many different kinds of aquascapes? Uh, my question was based around plants. I'm not sure if um, seeing ginger is plants or fish, but we can probably yeah. go with, with both. Do you have a favorite species of plant yeah. and a favorite species of fish to work with? Uh, yeah, that, that would be probably... Uh the big difference if we talk about the things which we can get here or or in general <laughs> um you can answer both ways if you want to okay all right so with uh, so i always i always uh liked working with uh 
with the small plants, with the carpeting plants. Mm -hmm. um, also because it is, you know, quite challenging. Uh, and I think the one which which gave me a bit of a hard time all in the in the days. It's something which is called uh, Uticrullalia graminofolia. Okay. And that's that's a very very special plant. Uh, it's it's really small, uh, but kind of like a grassy type. Mm -hmm. Uh, and what is the most surprising is that that's a carnivorous plant. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, very difficult to grow. Yeah. Very sensitive for for ammonia. Um, so it, it it's almost impossible to uh, to start a new tank with a new substrate and mm -hmm. like a new setup to start with it uh because all this bit cycling it's not really good environment for it so a lot of people are starting either the you know doing the dry starts or using some pre-setup aquariums and then replanting it there's a lot of kind of you know tricky stuff around it unfortunately yeah. we don't have it here at least yet uh, so that would be probably my yeah, something which, yeah, which I really uh, enjoy. I enjoy the failures with it, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> the learning. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, from the ones which, the plants which we have here, I think that the one which, uh, the, which I re recently really enjoy and I think the people, uh, really got into it and i saw it already after just those few months from when we started to import those tissue culture plants is this lobelia cardinalis mini mm -hmm. that's you know i saw really few uh, quite a few people already having a really really good results and that's uh, that's a so nice easy going great looking very universal plant so i think like for today from what what you can just go into the shop and buy buy here that would be probably my my favorite cool. and for the fish uh i generally uh probably like nano fish um uh, mm -hmm. yeah i'm not really into into a into a big species Mm, I don't like, you know, having some fights in the tank and having to think which can go with what and what will eat what and so on yeah. and so on. I like I angels. I like angels. I have two quite a growing black ones in that that tank be behind me. Uh, so yeah, angels are nice. Uh, I never really had a proper big tank with uh, uh with discus mm -hmm. and that would be probably something i want to to do in in some future uh, because that's the fish which can go with with some nice cape tanks and planted tanks as well um yeah it's quite tricky 
mainly because of this, you know, high temperature uh, requirements, which is a bit against what you what you want to do with with plants. Um, yeah, so mainly mainly nano fish, you know, different kinds and and from the big fish probably angels and discus. You um you just mentioned um I'm going to totally butcher the name of the Cardinals Mini. What's the difference between the mini variety and the non-mini variety? Because the the standard Cardinals has been here for a while. Um, it's one that I've yeah. never successfully managed to grow. So what's the difference mm. between the two two variations? Oh, you know that's uh, obviously mini will be mini. <laughs> yeah. So will be will have much much more compact growth and probably slower growth thinking kind of vertically yeah. um, you know that that's you know that's the difference uh, uh, let's say talking about the plants those professionals uh, professional uh, uh, companies who grow plants dedicated for use in aquariums uh are making those small tricks to them to to achieve some you know parameters which you uh which the the aquascapers want and most of them will be to to limit the the size basically to make them yeah. kind of smaller yeah. uh, kind of scale them down uh, that's why um, you have though very often you have those, you know, additional mini, uh, you know, name to it. Um, mm. So yeah, if you even, you know, even uh, I I found some uh, some glossostigma, you know, in the river some time ago, and I had this this planted. Uh, uh planted here in one of the tanks and that's uh, uh definitely grows a bit different than than the glossostigma from from tropica uh, okay. the, the same the same species here yeah, but the, but you know that comes from the laboratory from from a certain strain of you know of mm. of plant and and this just grows in a while in in new zealand river so this will be slightly, slightly different, and yeah. Cool. Generally, those plants are made to be a bit more more compact. I would say. Yeah. Um, Helen's brought up a, a question or a comment that's actually going to lead me into a question. Is it? It is also entirely possible to build a beautiful tank around a species of fish that you wish to keep, which is what she tends to do. When you're Working on or deciding on a new um, aquarium, do you build it around the fish that you want to put in it first, or do you build it around like your hardscape, your plants, and your idea of the scape that you're wanting to work on? Yeah. So for me myself, I would definitely build a tank around the hardscape, plants, and everything else, and then think, oh, which fish would would be looking nice to it. So me personally, I'm I'm generally treating fish as 
uh, as a, like an additional uh, decoration for the time. Yeah. So I'm enjoying yeah. them for their particular size, color, shape, uh, not really for uh, um, their natural habitat or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But what Helen does, I think it's great. And that's that, that another side of it, which is all this biotope uh, uh, thinking and uh, and trying to recreate uh, as natural or, you know, the best possible environment for that particular fish and uh, um, or, you know, you can have few species of fish which which you know let's say live naturally uh together or close to each other and then and try and then build the the the, the hardscape or the, the whole tank uh for them to look and and feel great and that's absolutely fantastic and and we will be definitely getting uh, uh soon some products uh, which will be dedicated for this kind of uh uh aquascaping where with dedicated different colored soils and sands and uh, gravels and all this kind of stuff so so people will be able to uh, not only have let's say a uh, white sand or 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 gray sand there will be also a brown sand and and dark sand and yeah. Yeah. what's your favorite style of aquascape to maybe a, a a view but also for you to try and create do you have a preference mm, yeah i definitely i definitely like and it was always a challenge for me to uh, with the iwagumi so mm -hmm. something like you know behind me mm -hmm. um it's probably not the most popular style at the moment uh but that that just comes and goes i think it it's like with yeah. the fashion you know it will uh it will it will come back in 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 some time some years or so that's that's something yeah which i which i like uh i don't i, I don't think i have any like a particular type which which i which i like love the most or anything like that um I think everything can be either beautiful or 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 not so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that totally makes sense. Uh, what have you seen changes-wise in the New Zealand aquascaping scene over the last couple of years? Oh, yeah, I think it's it's just it's just you know in 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 infancy, let's say, and it's it's it was just born not so long time yeah. ago. I think. <laughs> So yeah. it's a huge that, that's you know it's changing very very much and and very very fast. Which um, so I think we just need to keep fo focusing people on using good quality products. And I'm not you know I'm not uh, um, I'm not saying that that the aquascaping can be um, or have to be very expensive, nothing like that. And you have to buy some, you know, 
branded product because otherwise you are a loser. No, absolutely not. Mm. Everyone should uh, should choose what what he can afford. But uh, my um, experience with that hobby is that, and I'm sure you will you will agree with with me also with you know running your own shop that unfortunately if you uh, if you try to spare the money on things like you know equipment or filters or heaters you're just paying twice there's just no oh, point yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and especially with if you want to go uh, high tech or high tech in a meaning that uh, uh, that you want to achieve some, you know, uh, really particular goals, uh, and your, you know, you want to have a tank clear of algae and your water uh, uh, perfectly clean and crystal clear, and you know, you are fuzzy about about how it will all look. Uh, if you if you cut corners on on the equipment you will just bury yourself in unanswered question and there's so many people you know asking oh you know i have this ammonia peak and you know what's wrong mm. and and then you know people would let's say say oh yeah just use that whatever product we sell to lower the ammonia let this is just an example from my head but then if you have if you have a, a bad filtration in the tank, you can use whatever chemicals you want and and do, you know, spend crazy amount of money trying to fixing it where, you know, you, ne you will never achieve that because you just don't have enough filter media area mm. to, to actually that, that water to get biologically clean. Yeah. Um, the same let's say with 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 lightning as as much as some of these professional lights can can seem expensive but uh, unfortunately that that it just has to cost that kind of money because that's that's that there is a knowledge behind it there is the technology there are material used and and if you buy something which is uh, which is you know one third of the price or one fourth of the price and uh, and seems to have, uh, you know, the same power or, you know, it's marketed to be super duper. Unfortunately, it can't because because otherwise it would be more expensive, you know, if it would. That's um, that leads me into the, the next question I had. What's what's the importance of light when it comes to uh, planted aquariums? Um, I think for a long time, you know, T8s, T5s, mural halides were the thing to go. And then, yep. you know, LEDs have come along and yep. which has been the game changer. But so how important are, are these lighting systems for, for planted setups? Yeah. You know, so that, uh, that's probably the one biggest change and shift in this, uh, uh, in this industry, uh, which happened in those last, mm, let's say, 20 years. Um, 
So I remember, I remember having uh, this size tank, uh, which is you know nine hundred by four fifty by four fifty, in the old days, and having uh, either three seventy watts HQI lights or two one hundred fifty HQI lights over it. So that's you know. Like mm. you can light, you can light a, a big chunk of of the you know street with that kind yeah. of light, um, and it was quite you know noisy and uh, yeah, quite crazy, uh, you know. And then then all these uh, uh, T5s came in, and obviously T8s were before that, um, and that was you know. In, in in use for for several you know for a decade or more than a decade uh, but and and then it all changed to uh, to leds uh, and uh, and 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 that was that is a big change because it changes the way you, you don't really consider uh power of the light or this watts uh, as you wish mm. as, as the most important factor it doesn't really doesn't really matter you have you can have a 90 watt light led light which will create much more uh light than you know another one which takes 150 from the grid because it, you know if it will if it is well made it can use the power or electricity better uh so that's one big uh, a very big change uh in general doesn't matter which light type you you use uh like they were uh cheap uh, cheap uh, meta halogen lights and very expensive metal halogen lights they were they were cheap uh, uh, t8s and expensive t8s they were cheap t5s and expensive t5s and now you have cheap leds and expensive leds yeah so th that nothing has changed in here so you can still have uh uh, a, a cheap light, a good light, a reasonable light, and a crazy expensive light. Um, but but light with with the plants is definitely very very important and very limiting limiting factor. So that's one of these main limiting factors for mm. for growing plants, and uh, that's probably. Yeah, one thing I wouldn't, uh, uh, I wouldn't spare the money on, for sure. Yeah. So when I talk to people about growing plants, it's not obviously in the same sort of extent as an aquascape, but just general plant growth. My mindset's always been you kind of try and build a balance between lighting, CO two, and fertilizer. And yes. if one of those parts of the triangle is not quite balanced, you're going to have issues one way, uh, limiting plant growth, too much algae and that sort of stuff. So, yep. Um, so definitely, that's 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 a hundred percent the main rule. If you are if you are a fish keeper and you have, you know, your tank and there, there are some plants growing there, and in one day you are waking up and you think like, whoa. From today, I just I want to grow those plants. I want to make them better. Uh, so then, you know, the, the first step, small step you can take, it's uh, it's to tr to start to add a bit more uh, fertilizer. But 
a bid. And then if 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 you've done that and you want to take another step, uh, I would recommend to uh, to jump into into a CO2. And mm. uh, it doesn't, especially for the smaller tanks, it doesn't have to be that full on, you know, pressurized CO cylinder. There are some solutions which are good for the start and, and doesn't cost so much money. And when you when you do that, the next step is to get a strong light. Uh, alternatively, if if you get uh, if you want to get your you know your new light first, make sure that it's uh, it's dimmable, um, because the worst thing you can do is to to apply a very very strong light uh, to a tank which is not really ready for it. Mm. Um, because you will be you will be struggling. Definitely, definitely agree. Um, I think I read or listened to something a while ago saying that like the vast majority of all the LED lights that are on the market are a gazillion times too powerful for most people's aquariums. Um, like they're significantly over-engineered, but it's then it's the tweaking them as the end user to try and get where you need them to be at the right power power spectrum to, to not yeah, cause yourself yes the, the the power the power it's uh it's the kind of the last thing uh you should be considered with like that's not mm -hmm. that that's not something you want to uh which is not you know showing you which light is better and and which is worse that it doesn't work like this anymore. It it was maybe in the past with with those previous types of lightning, not with LEDs. You mm. can you can put you know hundreds of watts of of, of LEDs, and if they have a, a, a wrong spectrum or just an average spectrum, yeah, you you will you will just get get problems and. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and very difficult to control so that's why that's why the the, the specific aquarium dedicated uh, lights are so expensive because you know that uh, you need to think it uh, this way that uh, uh, if the factory uh, produce uh, general lightning, it, it's a massive product. It's a mass production, uh, and you 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 can make you know hundred thousand millions of of some light fittings, and then they can be sold, uh, 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 or those let's say those uh, LED you know elements, and then they can be sold in many different fittings and used for many different things. But then suddenly you have that aquarium use which requires you know some specific peaks of 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 these light frequencies to to actually uh, help grow your plants and also the, the fish looks good which is a separate subject mm. uh, and it it will never be produced and sold in so big quantities so it needs to this specific type of, of lightning needs to be made in a very, very limited quantities. 
and that's why it's more expensive if if you if you know most of most of uh, of the, the like standard tank sets uh, or aquarium sets which have some light in it it will be just a generic light so it mm. can it, it, it's still a light the the the, the, mm. the you know the plants will still grow and the fish will still have their daytime but uh, you know i have here in 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 our shop we have uh, uh, the same uh, uh, the same fish which is uh, black neon uh, in a three different tanks and each of these tanks has a different different type of of uh, uh, of light and uh, and if you would, uh, so people are coming here and either seeing that themselves, or I'm, I'm sometimes pointing it, mm-hmm. that are fortunately, or fortunately, uh, if you go up with price with that type of lightning, you are starting to see more and more colors in these fishes. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's not only about, it's not only about the plants we have we have some uh, the marine version of or a reef version of 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 this hanging light which is behind me and and we did some tests uh, here in Christchurch on people's tanks just to to show them how it works and what it's capable of and it's incredible like changing changing the light over and seeing the difference in the coloration of all these corals and uh, and and fish and people that the owners are, are are seeing it and being often quite you know surprised oh i never saw that that you know fish had this you know colorful piece mm. here and there or some dots or spots or lines and things yeah. lighting is a a huge and wonderful topic and it is mm. something that i am very very limited to in my knowledge um so another another very important uh important thing about uh about and that's actually important stuff and for people to to realize that with both of these previous systems so uh the fluorescent tubes and uh meta halogen lights uh you were by like the fitting was uh, was one piece of equipment and then the, the actually light element mm-hmm. or a bulb or tube was yeah. a separate one so you could buy you know a fitting and have it for 10 years uh, and just replace the the element where mm-hmm. now you are buying the whole thing and you can't replace anything and believe mm. me that the the you know they are all of these leds have some lifespan and unfortunately the cheap ones have a short lifespan yeah, and uh, and you can't expect for for them to 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 be good very uh very long and then after a year or two years or half a year or you know whatever whatever time it takes you, you can expect some you know decrease in this light power or light quality and um and 
and you can't do anything about it. That's just the end of the lifespan of that, the whole lamp, lamp basically. Mm. Mm. Once it's done, it's done. Mm. Mm. Um, where do you see the aquascaping scene going in the next two years? Hopefully in a good direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair call. I, I, I guess, like, are you seeing any any trends that are beginning to develop that are getting a bit more momentum or anything like that? So do you think, uh, are you asking about New Zealand or in, in general? We can, we can say, go specifically keep it into New Zealand. Um, yeah, I have a feeling there will be more and more people uh, going into it. Mm. Um, there is definitely an interest and, and, you will probably, you know, see it uh, see it as well uh, in Nelson, and um, it's a difficult one. You know, it, uh, yeah, I think that, you know New Zealand is on uh, in the beginning of that uh, that journey and. Uh, I see it very positive. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great time for for it to to, to kick off, and uh, and people just have to take their time and and try doing things in a bit you know different way. Maybe start to think about uh, yeah taking more attention to to how the the aquariums and the tank looks in in, in total as a, as a picture. Mm. Um, people will probably uh, start to take you know photos of of their tanks, which which is that uh, another kind of side of of that hobby. Mm. Uh, I know there were some ideas about you know uh, creating or organizing some New Zealand contests or something like that. Uh, which I think it's a it's a great idea and and uh, you know a bit of the competition and uh, and competing always makes the the the, the things uh, people more you know into it. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's it's I think it's a very exciting time and and it looks like a lot of you know things to happen. I think there seems to be more and more people willing to try. And giving mm. it a go and with like more shops like yours popping up that are sort of specializing on it um more availability means more access and more access means more people giving it a go which i think it's a positive thing yeah 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 definitely and it's yeah i think it's not only uh, not only in 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 this freshwater aquascaping i think in general uh this 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 whole hobby is on a on a on a rise and not only in new zealand i think globally because it that that's what i what i said you know earlier that that i'm surprised how much content about this subject is you know mm. uh, in the in the media and uh, and that obviously creates people interest and make people you know wanting to to try it locally here in Christchurch uh, uh, I think a lot of people uh, 
kind of shut their tanks down after the the earthquakes obviously mm. you know earthquakes and aquariums are not really going well bit. together <laughs> uh, and uh, and now you know i think that that's that's enough time passed for people to kind of you know starting to forget about that and uh, and and trying to move forward and maybe come back to their own passions or you know hobbies and things they did before um yeah so i think here very locally there is there is a kind of a big comeback to it as well mm. Um, we, we've had a specific question about the LEDs, so we'll just touch on that before we move too much further forward. Uh, what are specific colours of the LEDs and what's more important, uh, red, whites, blues and greens for plant growth? Mm. Yeah, so, you know, uh, that, that's 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 probably this million dollar question, which, uh, um, which I would uh, leave to the, the people who are creating those lights uh, just trust them and uh, and use their knowledge uh, because I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, there's actually a really good conversation going on in the chat about uh, color spectrums Andre's um, getting some information out of this so I think there's a few people reading that so that's fantastic so I think um, you know that's that, that's that that's probably uh, what what I would suggest. No matter what what your budget is, uh, try to find a dedicated aquarium lightning uh, in your budget and go mm. with it. Yeah, cool. I yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, suggest to experiment with putting some random led strips under your aquarium uh, cover or anything like that uh yeah it can end up with some problems yeah. not only you know aquarium wise but also safety wise <laughs> uh so yeah i would stick with dedicated i would stick with the dedicated dedicated products choose something which is your, in your budget and the, with with the the colors like this uh, rgb stuff different different suppliers would have different approach to it uh in terms of how much uh adjustment you have there uh, i'm personal personally not a fan of those single color kind of shifters where you can go totally red or totally green and that this doesn't work for me like i i have no idea uh, you know how to adjust these colors to actually get uh, a good spectrum mm. for plants or fish or 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 any kind of life uh, potentially i might get something i like for my eye which is not easy by itself uh but if the thing that it, if it does if it looks right for my eye it doesn't need to be right for for what i want to achieve 
And if you look to those really, really top end, high end, most professional uh, lighting systems, they will have no adjustment at all. It's only on and off, maybe dimming. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the skylight, the supply which we are working with at the moment, mostly, they they develop this really new type of of, of adjustment uh, where they created a kind of a matrix of um, of uh, settings of setups which you can choose from. And uh, so that you will have a range of, of different colors you can choose from or, or color temperatures you can choose from. But each of these settings, uh, which is pre-programmed, make a sense for the, 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 the light itself uh, in terms of power it consumes and, you know, amount of, of, of light it gives away. Uh, and it also makes sense for uh, for the spectrum of of light uh, for the plants, for the fish, for for you know for all the aquarium system. Uh, so instead of you know you trying to guess something which you have no idea what you do, and without uh, without a specialized professional uh, power meter and you know very specialized equipment to to actually check uh physically what what kind of of light you are producing you are just totally guessing and and right. yeah. you know the only the only way you can you can examine it is your eyes which are which are not necessary uh you know a good judgment for mm. for a prop proper light for for growing plants or you know definitely yeah cool so if i was to give you an empty two-foot aquarium like right now right this instant uh what would you put in it what would you set up and how would you make that work um hmm. so i have uh i'm not sure what what i would put to a uh, two feet tongue at the moment, but I have two kind of projects uh, um, in my mind at the moment. One is uh, this one here, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, which cool. uh, which is a paladarium uh, style, yep. and my my I want to build those. Uh, you can see that there is some. Weird kind of a scaffolding <laughs> sitting there, and so, so I want to build like a uh, like a rock wall, which will be going all the way up to the, the edge of the tank, and uh, and I want to have a, like a a bit like a fjordland style kind of like a rock wall with some mm -hmm. waterfall water going down over it. And and obviously on the bottom of it there will be some water for uh, maybe like a dark or black black water style uh, thing going on, and then we have another small uh, cube which is probably is it, 300 by 300 by 300 or something mm -hmm. like that, um, and yeah, and we are thinking to. 
to try to make some uh, some like a deep valley kind of scape there uh, or potentially uh, something like just one one quite large rock in the cent kind of center and and then some some stem plants kind of coming be from behind it cool so these yes. are two Sure. two projects which are somewhere you know in in in, uh, in early yeah. stages yeah awesome okay. so um for those that that don't know you you have uh your own store which is based around aquascaping what inspired you to set up set up shop basically in the aquascaping scene yeah so you know it's like i said we i it was always uh somewhere around me in in the old days before before i came to to new zealand and then uh, then i stopped it because of just you know lack of lack of time and uh, and uh, and lack of you know kind of space or just mm -hmm. being in one place basically yeah and uh, and then yeah those let's say one and a half years ago i i just thought maybe it's it's time to come back mm, and then you know having uh all the relationships all the import business which we do here uh we just thought that it might be a good idea to uh to combine it together and use the the, the, the you know the the possibilities we have to to bring bring some products uh, in with with the hobby so it's kind of two in one let's say now yeah cool. um this was a question that was asked uh last week when we mentioned that you were coming on there's a lot of different aquasoils on the market in new zealand now more than there ever has been before and again i think that's because the aquascaping scene is is picking up um obviously they're not all all the same they're not all made the same way and they're all a bit different can you explain what an aquasoil is and the differences between specific brands if you if you know differences between them mm -hmm. yeah so the if uh if we are talking about this uh yeah typical aqua soil or what we call an aquas active aqua soil mm -hmm. that originates from from japan and um, i believe they they were using it uh, originally for uh uh bonsai trees and oh. basically growing growing not really growing plants underwater and then it was it was adopted uh, adopted for um, uh, for aquascaping and for underwater uh, so it's basically you know different kind of of soils or ashes or volcanic rock which is uh, which is bonded and uh, um, uh, together to create those roughly rounded granules. Uh, so you kind of have a uh, have a soil material without having a mud in your tongue because it stays in those small pebbles, let's say uh and because it is a very porous subs uh, you know substance it can hold a lot of nutrients and uh whatever soil normally 
uh, normally holds. Uh, and, you know, there will be many, many differences depending on, on the manufacturer or supplier or brand. It can, the difference be uh, the color, the size, what it is actually made from, because there will be different materials used. Um, different suppliers have different approaches also to how much nutrients uh, uh, you get in it. And then depending on it, you can either or you have either to, uh, you know, dilute this, especially in the early stage of the tank and do a lot of water changes. Or uh, if it is not so rich, it's a bit e easier on the start, but then uh, you have to add some, uh, you know, uh, root taps in a different forms uh, quite early if you want to keep that, you know, being very fertile substrate. Mm -hmm. um, so there's really, really a lot of a lot of differences between between the the brands, and, uh, and I think the best way uh, is to you know either seek for advice for the people who are selling it. They they should know what they sell, uh, or just you know use all this knowledge and media uh, media we have, and uh, and just look for what what uh, uh, basically read all the, the, the manuals or uh, instructions from, from the suppliers, from the, 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 the manufacturers and see what they say about the product, see what, uh, uh, how they suggest to, uh, to start the tank, to set up a tank, to what, what's, the, what, what's their suggested fertilizing routine. If they are saying, you know, start at fertilizers immediately, or they are saying start to to add fertilizers after a month or after two months, uh, and this will show you what what's actually already added in into the into the soil. Mm -hmm. um, so, but, is that because it's so porous it then absorbs the fertilizers and then feeds the plants on the way yeah, up? So, is that how so, they work? Yeah, so that the uh there are there are two uh there are two uh general uh ways of fertilizing the, the aquarium one it's what we call rich and one it's lean uh, and that reflects to uh to adding the fertilizer to a water column um so you can either uh add let's say a lot of everything uh, to the water. And um, so the plants have whatever they need, uh, but then you, you, you have to be sure to, to actually add everything because if mm. there is one thing missing and a lot of everything else, then, then that's not good. Balance uh, yeah, or the, the other way is to, to, to use this lean fertilizing, which means that you actually add only as much as it's needed and try to, to, to keep the levels uh, in the water as low as possible. Uh, but then 
you need to make sure that your substrate is very rich because that's where the plants will get most of their nutrients from. Okay. And uh, so that's this whole idea about, uh, about those active soils. Uh, another, uh, yeah, it, you know, you, we can talk really long about it. It's that so many, uh, so many, you know, different tricks to it. For example, if if uh, there are also different approaches uh, for, let's say, testing water. Some people are saying, "Well, you know, I don't test water at all. I just test something when something goes wrong, or I start something going wrong, and then I check what, what it is." and, and and other people would check uh, or test their water regularly and try to, uh, you know, to understand what's happening and and have have a good eye on all these parameters. Mm. Uh, and and one one tricky tricky thing about active soils and then and them absorbing uh, different different elements is with phosphates. Uh, if if you are you know new to this and and you start at fertilizers and testing water you might see that uh, uh, that no matter how much uh, phosphate you add to the tank or you know even if you are using all in one fertilizer you would see that your nitrates or nitrogen it's going up but your phosphates are just zero all the time and and that's why because the those most of these active soils are absorbing a lot of phosphates in them and uh, so that's 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 something some of, often mistake that that you 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 add too much and in some point this substrate cannot take any more and then you have a bloom of some crazy algae going on and you don't understand what's happening because all the parameters are right but that might be just this one day and one hour when the substrate is full of this phosphate and and it's it just can't take any more. Yeah. Um, so some people would let's say test and that's a, that's an easy check for that. You can uh, you can uh, uh, do your uh, phosphate test using some syringe with with a bit of like a needle or something like that, just to try to take the water from underneath the substrate or from the substrate yeah. and you will instantly see that you can have there nothing in the five. water but over there you can have five or two or three or yeah. you know whatever yeah. Yeah. um so yeah that's I never thought of testing from the substrate yeah yeah, yeah. try Genius. try to do try to do the the phosphate test from but active substrate i'm not saying gravel yes, yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so for those that are watching that don't know, uh, tissue culture plants are very, very new to New Zealand, um, three, four months or something along those lines. And mm. um, I, I believe that Remy is is the one responsible for these coming in. So as a general hobbyist, thank you very much for doing that. I think it's fantastic that we have these options um, now here on, on the market. But I'd like to know what what inspired you to, to get start bringing in the, the tropical tissue cultures 
you know that's uh, I was uh, I was actually living in Denmark for some time and I was uh, was in Tropica factory then uh, once and uh, and the Tropica was always uh, somewhere around that hobby and it was definitely a first uh, first company who kind of can de say dedicated itself to growing uh plants for aquarists um so that's that's a brand by by itself it, it you know in in europe for for a long time that was probably the, the synonym of uh of of aquarium plants you know mm. something like uh jeep for plasterboard in new zealand if you know what i mean 100 the world the world leader in this yeah and uh so when we decided uh, you know to start uh, importing this you know all the, the the products for that hobby uh, it was quite uh, like an instant uh, uh, idea that uh, that that plants are, are the thing which 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 is you know the probably one of the most if the, if not the most important uh, piece of this puzzle um, mm -hmm. and and you know with in new zealand we we with all the biosecurity requirements uh, that's that's realistically the the only way to to get plants uh, you know through the border we we can't really get any um you know grow grown plants let's say yeah uh, um yeah so you know it, it took it took you know a good half a year uh and hundreds of emails uh, with <laughs> with the authorities uh because yeah no one really real realized there uh what what we are talking about because there are some in vitro plants being imported uh, uh, to New Zealand but it's mainly for uh, you know then growing them here to a, a full mature form uh, I think um, orchids are brought here as in vitro for example you know and and you know probably many other species as well or kinds of plants uh but nothing really to be sold in those you know funny cups they they didn't really know the the, the idea of it uh i can even remember on the first uh, on the first shipment when we had a you know an inspection on on the airport uh, so people were totally saying well i never saw something like that what, what are you <laughs> going to do with it <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah so so well, yeah it was it was it was challenging and uh, and trying to uh, you know uh, to get those first first species uh, species approved and uh, and uh, and putting all the, the the existing paperwork into some order for all is to be you know legal and uh, and um, yeah yeah so what's if you don't want to answer this because it's a bit of a trade secret feel free not to 
what's the process been for you to to get the green light and get, getting these plants into the country? Obviously, you've so, said it's taken six months, so it's been a, a process. Yes, yes. So I would say the first the first step was uh, was uh, was making the uh, order and in some sense of some existing rules uh, which were already in place, mm -hmm. and uh, and trying to you know kind of apply them for this specific kind of product. I would say um, I probably won't won't go into the details, but. Yeah, that's but cool. I can say I can say that uh, I can say that uh, that for the future we have some some plans and ideas of 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 going forward and hopefully in time depending on how the the, the market will go and uh, and how it will all grow uh, yeah we will try to to get more and more uh, species available um and yeah we will probably soon have some yeah new exciting brand of 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 uh of the plants available as well cool uh, if you can't see i am i'm very much smiling with excitement um, <laughs> as, as both a hobbyist and a retailer it's 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 exciting very very exciting yes and that's 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 also something i probably wanted to to say that uh, we 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 really want to work with people like yourselves and to create some kind of a network of of shops across the country uh just to just to make this popular you know we we don't really want to be some crazy exclusive place, you know, on Tuam Street in Christchurch, uh, which only sell, you know, some goods for a crazy price. Uh, we just want the people to be able to go to the, the professional shop in their city or the town or the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And and be able to to get a, a, a good advice and and a good product with uh, you know good quality product with uh, with a proper uh, New Zealand warranty cool. you know yeah. being imported here fully legally with all the you know certificates or whatever it's important to, to for the product to be here and uh, and all the spare parts available and. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, just back onto the, the tissue culture plants. Obviously, we've got some pretty long-term established uh, aquatic importers. Why do you think? Or do you have any idea why why nobody has imported tissue culture plants up until this moment? Like, why has it taken a essentially a hobbyist yeah. or a new player in the industry to to make such groundbreaking? Probably not. Probably no one wanted to, you know, exchange those hundreds of emails with MPI and few other agencies, and yeah. you know, why you want to do them? Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's probably probably quite a fair a fair answer. Um, again, I thank you before for doing you, you it. Know, that's, you know, that's that's you also it. you know you, you yeah thanks yeah thank you. Uh, uh, you You, you you also need to understand that uh, uh, 
as much as uh, uh, as this is a hobby. Uh, it's the same like for yourself. This is also a business. Mm. So, you know, it, it needs to add up financially as well. Yeah. And, uh, and but because we are, uh, you know, a small market and it's only as many of us here in New Zealand as, as it is, and, and there will be not much more, you know, tomorrow or, you know, mm. uh, uh, it, it's sometimes difficult to for these numbers to to add up and to um, and for the for the large companies which are importing some pet supplies, uh, you know, it it wouldn't make much difference for them uh, in their incomes or you know sure. sheets for for selling some you know dozen of plants a week or a day or a month or whatever probably mm. i don't know <laughs> be good for me because then i was first you know <laughs> <laughs> and again we appreciate that thank you very much um so what do you and, and aquahouse have in store moving forward for for us the hobbyists the consumers have you got big plans you're, you're wanting to roll out or you've got more products that you're looking at more plant lines, all that kind of stuff. What what does the future look for for you and your business and for what you're providing for us as hobbyists? Um, so I, I would I think, uh, you know, at this stage, we uh, we have quite a lot of 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 stuff already here. And yeah. I think it is uh, it's all already quite a lot for the start. Yeah. Uh, going forward in in some near future yeah it looks like we will we will have a, 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 another big brand coming in uh which, does, does it happen which, to be weird by any chance as andre yes that's yeah that's 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 another one yeah uh, that's what i'm talking for yep yeah, yeah so that's 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 coming we it's vo it's coming now basically cool. on the way uh, but talking with vio as as much as it is ex, uh, you know exciting product uh, it's it, it is a quite a premium product yeah. so uh people need to be you know prepared that you know the the the, the sand or a gravel from them it's not going to be in a, in a bunnings price <laughs> Mm. Can, can uh, you explain explain the gravel a little bit? To, uh, to my understanding, it's um, in, the, in the bag is uh, like a repli replica or, or representation of a specific region. If you're trying to mimic it for biotypes, sort yes. of scenario. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So that's uh, the, the the whole idea of uh, of uh, of this brand and Yao, who is a CEO and he is basically creating and designing those those products. Uh, the whole idea is to uh, um, to bring that yeah aquascaping idea uh, to this biotope uh, or natural habitat uh, type of, of, of aquariums. 
and uh, and that's why that's why there is this variety of different uh, different substrates uh, to um, yeah, just to help with that, and and there's really nothing else like that around. Uh, so yeah, that that's one of the kind product comes with the price. It's all it's all uh, made, uh, packed, and designed in in Spain. Um, so yeah, it's not like someone had an idea, you know, somewhere and then get some cheap labor on another side of the world to, to get it done. It's all made there and uh, yeah. so it comes with, 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 with the price, but yeah, one of the kind, one of the kind um, product for sure. Are you looking at um, having fish stocks in within your business, or are you just keeping it to sort of hardscapes? Equipment? Uh, you know, f f yeah, we, we we are we are asked about that quite often uh, here in the shop. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, not that's not in our short term plans. Just because, uh, yeah, we just have you know. Maybe one day there will be, if if someone comes to our door and say, you know, hey, I, I'm, a, you know, uh, a fish keeper and I have an experience in in uh, maintaining tanks in a in a in a shop and I want to work for you, I have no problem in in setting up some uh, some tanks with with fish, but but at the moment we just don't have resources to to yeah, yeah. you know do all that stuff every day and you know yeah. I, it's another, I another you, big another big job I, I can assure you it is a very big job maintaining multiple shop tanks every day yeah uh, I, I can totally understand where you're where you're going with not having the resources to do so yeah and um, and realistically you know I know that I know that you are doing it this in in the right way that you do all your you know quarantines and all kind of stuff and you actually sell the the fish which are already uh kind of sound and strong and uh, and healthy i think not everyone are doing it this way and uh and um yeah it can i be it can i be be done right or it's better not not to do it at all yeah fair call. absolutely fair call. um so that comes to the end of my structured questions that i had for you so uh thank you very much uh, we like to end all of our coffee dates with what we call a school of six, which is six very short answered, quick and easy questions. Mm. Uh, so we'll rock through with that. So if you're doing a coin toss, do you call heads or tails? Uh, sorry, what, I'm not sure what you mean. If, if you're doing a coin toss, uh, uh, do you call heads or tails? Oh, okay. Uh, I would say tails, I think. Tails never fails. Uh, are you a tea or a coffee drinker? Both. Both. Okay. If you could have a meal with anybody, uh, past or present, alive or not, who would that be? Uh, maybe Ferdinand Porsche. Okay. I don't know who that is, but okay. <laughs> uh, Papers of the Rocks. What's your first call? Sorry. Paper, scissor, rocks. 
Oh, paper, scissors, rocks. All right. Yeah. What, what's your first call? Well, well probably rocks. Okay. Um, are we alone in the universe? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I'll open. Normally, I ask what's your unicorn fish. I'll open that up to what's your either unicorn fish or your unicorn plant that you would like to either keep, grow, reproduce, photo, uh, photograph, or what have you. Yeah, that would be this uh, Utricularia graminofolia. I, I suspect that it could have been that. <laughs> and where can people find you if they want to learn a bit more about you or a bit more about your business or support you and in, in what you're doing and in, in, in shop with you? Yeah, so I would say, you know, if uh, if you want to uh, to see us personally, everyone is more than welcome to, to visit us in, in Christchurch. Uh, uh, it's either me or Isabella, one of us, it's always uh, it's always here. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone are more than welcome to come and you know have a chat to us and yeah and uh, with with the products uh, you know if 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 you if you like to if you like to buy and shop locally just go into your you know trusted shop and ask for some of our products and uh, they might be already there or they might be soon there or they might be there if you ask for them. If you would like to shop online, you can, uh, you know, you can shop in our online shop having, you know, a full uh, spectrum of, of available products. Or, you know, some people might choose to, to shop with, with, with you, for example, and then that's great as well. What, what's your um, what's your physical shop address and your website? It's four one nine two Arm Street, and the shop it's called AquaHouse.co.nz. Awesome! Again, thank you very much for joining us. It's it's been really appreciated, um, and thank you very much for what you're doing for the for not just the aquascaping hobby here in New Zealand, but for, in general the hobby in New Zealand, um, bringing in these new products, these new lines, tissue culture, and all that kind of stuff. It's it's phenomenal. It's fantastic, and I really appreciate it. I know there's plenty of other people that are have appreciated what you're doing. So thank you very much. Thanks. That's very, very kind words. And uh, yeah, it's great to hear it. And it will definitely make us, you know, uh, uh, yeah, working hard to to get more stuff in. And uh, and I just hope that that all this will will uh, will make people yeah go into it and. Uh, and just enjoy that, uh, how some people say, a beautiful hobby of aquascaping. <laughs> Quite a <laughs> famous saying, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll catch you later, guys. Thank Have you. Happy fish keeping. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah.